to Totalus Rankium. This week, Alexios 2. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. We are back and I'm Jamie. And I'm Rob ranking all of the Romans from Augustus. Well, Roman Emperors, <laughs> not all of them. From mm. Augustus to Constantine 11 and this is episode 149. It is Alexios 2 and Jamie, you said it, we're back. Yeah, we're we back are. again. Ooh. If you're binging in the future, you might think, hang on, you said we're back like literally two episodes ago. It, yeah, yeah. Life, life got complex again. Um, yeah. I had to move house again for the second time in two months. Uh, but that's done. I've moved. I now yeah. live in the same city as Jamie, which is Yay. nice. Yeah. yeah. Starting to learn how to live alone for the first time in my life, which mm. is uh, interesting. Yeah. The, the boiler works. I got the internet working. You did, so yes. what more do and I need? A second wagon wheel for your house. Um, I do need another wagon wheel. I did buy a wagon wheel. Uh, I think the listeners need to know this. Not the biscuit. Like a real wagon wheel. Yeah. Yeah, it's an important feature of my house. It's the focal point, I'd argue. Yeah, yeah, the hub. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're not wagon wheels, Totalis Rankium, Jamie. No. I wish we were. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a series three. Yeah. Uh, we are Roman emperors, so it's enough keeping people up to date on what's going on in my life. Let's go into Alexios 2. Do you remember at all Manuel's episode? <laughs> Uh, no. 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 <laughs> well, I'm just going to assume that everyone else has kind of kept up today. No. Uh, because uh, Manuel got through a lot. And now we're going to do his son, Alexios II, who uh, doesn't. Doesn't do. <laughs> it doesn't do much. Um, no. Yeah. Well, we're going to look at the life in the rain. Uh, okay. Or, as our main source at the time puts it, this is Nicetus. The affairs of the Romans were born on an errant and helpless course. Oh dear. Not, not the ringing endorsement you'd hope. It's it's not, no. Um, it, I know you don't remember, but some of our listeners might remember that uh, last episode, Manuel had a wife. Yes, he did. This was the sister-in-law of the Western Emperor, Prayer. a woman named Bertha. Bertha, yes, Bertha. Yeah. Bertha was very serious. Bertha oh, was, and they didn't like each other. Bertha was very pious. Bertha and Manuel did not get on particularly well, and then things became even more strained between the two when she died. Mm. Manuel just couldn't help but feel she wasn't putting in the effort anymore. Well, yeah. come on! What's wrong with you, Bertha? Get up! You used to at least smile at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you bath in days. Found to smell. Uh, well, Manuel then sought a new wife, which we talked about. This was Maria of Antioch. Uh, Maria of Antioch was the daughter of Raymond of Antioch, who we talked about quite a bit in the last few episodes. Raymond. Yeah, what this was was Manuel trying to tie the Crusader states closer to the Empire, because obviously the Crusader states are all a thing at the moment. And uh, rather than yeah. have them against you, why not have them for you? So the two wed in 1161. And then it took eight years... But eventually, Maria was able to give birth to a son. Ah. Oh. 1169, Alexios II popped into existence. Yeah. Yes, Alexios was crowned co-emperor at the age of two. He made wise decisions. Oh, yes. And then by the age of five, he was touring the empire with his father. Which is oh. nice. How annoyed must you be? You've been a soldier in the army for like 30 years. And you've got to bow down to an up. 
stuck five-year-old who thinks he's just you know lording it all over you i don't know maybe a bit like a mascot and everyone loved him though a bit like caligula was maybe caligula when he was growing up was toured around the army camps and everyone thought he was great yeah it's true yeah they soon learn (laughs) (laughs) well manuel as ever sought to tie the empire to the other powers of the age through marriage um a bit like his own marriage so he decided that his son should marry the daughter of louis VII of france we we, yeah how does she she's 10 and alexios is 11 at this time okay I was going to say yeah, that, so. that's not weird then, but actually it's very weird. Well, I mean, it's weird, but it could be weirder. <laughs> it certainly. Could be, yeah. yeah, the age difference isn't weird for sure. I mean, that's an age difference of one. That's practically nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in 1180, at the age of 11, he either marries Agnes of France uh, or they became engaged. I saw it written both ways and I couldn't get to the truth of which one was the truth. Uh, let's say they got married. Yeah, because then, then we can imagine the the wedding, which is nice. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Were they young when they got married? Uh, well, yeah, they were ten, eleven, or actually, oh, or or they weren't. Um, but I mean, they're not going to be much older than that. That's for sure. Oh. If they do get married, now imagine like as we teach that age group, imagine those children planning a wedding. That'd be awful. Oh, and the music for a start would be dreadful. Oh, it'd be like k-pop and yeah oh it wouldn't be TikTok good tiktok songs yeah and all the apostrophes would be in the wrong place in the wedding invites oh be yeah. awful but like a fortnight cake as well oh oh dear oh. <laughs> so they had an awful child wedding yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> awful for many reasons <laughs> Anyway, this was uh, one of the very last acts of Manuel, however, because he then died a couple of months later. Probably shame how bad the wedding was. That bloody cake! Yeah. Uh, And he left his 11-year-old son in charge of the empire. And as you can imagine, immediately the court in Constantinople went into overdrive. Schemes and plots to fill the power vacuum began. Yeah. Now, Maria the Empress uh, was nunned and uh, shuffled out of the way. Solves that problem? Well, not really, even though they (laughs) went as far as nunning her and then calling her Zina, or or Zine, uh, which just means foreigner, apparently. Uh, Yeah. She was a a Westerner. Now, I know, obviously, she came from the East, as in Jerusalem, but the Crusader states were being run by the West at this time. Well, yeah. yeah. So people in Constantinople saw her as a Westerner, uh, and they didn't particularly like her. Um, Foreign! Yeah, was essentially the attitude. Um, But it turns out that Maria the Empress had had a little bit of power, because she was able to cling on enough that various men in the court attempted to get close to her and share that power. According to Nicetus, uh, the men curled their hair and rubbed themselves with oils to impress her. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm thinking full on, just men just rubbing sunflower oil into, into their pecs. Every time she walked down the hall. I was, what I was thinking was much worse. <laughs> yeah. we, I won't inquire. No, it's probably best not to. No, probably not. We'll let the listeners use their imaginations. Stop that, listener. Stop it. It's obscene. Well, one man who apparently was uh, particularly good at rubbing some flower oil into his pectorials uh, was a man named... Alexios, of course, everyone's got the same name. So I'm going to call yeah. him Alex, so we don't get confused with the the Thank child you. emperor. So we've got Alex, who is a, a member of the royal family. He was actually one of Manuel's nephews. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So he was able to become the Empress Berea's closest advisor, and if the rumours were to be believed, <gasps> they were also doing it. Getting to know each other. Oh, yes. It must have been very slippy. <laughs> I'm guessing it was. It's like, that's how they got to know each other. You know the classic scene where you bump into someone and, and uh, like, she drops her books and yeah. the man helps the books and then their mm. eyes meet? It was like that, but instead of dropping books, she's just slipped in a patch of oil. <laughs> he tries to pick her up, can't get the grip, she slips yeah. again. Yeah. Concussion. They both keep falling down. It's hilarious, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or they slapstick. Eventually, they managed to get up off the floor. And once they did, <laughs> Alex became more powerful. As long as you're like one soldier, trying to be, he's falling over now, then another soldier. There's like just a hundred people in the room just constantly falling down. Yeah, uh, but Ale- yeah. Alex was first up, so he got the power, so it's fine. Yes. Yeah, he convinced the child emperor to sign into law a new law that said all new laws must go through him first. Hmm. Yeah. So, Alexios, if you sign this into law, I'll give you 500 V-Bucks. <laughs> yes. That's- that's what he said. That's how you bribe an 11 year old. And uh, also, he made sure that uh, his signature, as in Alex's signature, would be signed in frog green ink. Ooh, mm. ribbit. Very fancy. Not not mm. the purple, he's not claiming to be emperor. No. Um, but no, nice fancy green ink for him, so that's a nice little detail for you. Nice, yeah. yeah. Now, everyone saw the obvious power play here. Um, yeah. It took hours for them Blatant. to get up off the floor for a start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Nicetas put it, and I quote here, he planned to mount both the mother and the throne. <laughs> Cheeky. Nice. However, Manuel had left behind more family than just his wife and his nephew, because he also had a daughter with his wife Bertha. So this is stepdaughter to Empress Maria. I'll give you a wild guess what stepdaughter to Empress Maria's name was. Maria? Of course. Um, (laughs) She was called Maria Komnina, so I'm just going to call her Maria Komnina. Fair enough. I'm going to call the other one Empress Maria. I hope that makes sense. I think I can yeah. cover that. Yeah. It was a very unhappy Maria Komnina uh, who, who found out that her cousin was attempting to get into the marriage bed of her father. In fact, I'll quote uh, her, yeah. Maria nearly choked with rage at the thought of her cousin wickedly cavorting in the paternal marriage bed. Oh, cavorting. It's, it's not what you want. Nope. So she started rallying around her other members of the court who were also not happy with Alex's power grab, including... The son-in-law of Manuel, René. René. Yeah. He was from Italy, hence the French <laughs> accent. Well, of course. Yeah. Also got involved the current urban prefect, who was a man named John Ducas. Yes, the Ducas family is still around. Hooray! Also, several other cousins were involved, uh, including another person called John and another person called Manuel, because they've all got the same name. Uh, the reason they don't, they don't make it easy, do they? They really don't. The reason why these two are important is that they had a father who was currently in exile, and this man is called Andronicus. Put a box round him, he is going to be important. Now, I'm not going to talk about Andronicus much this episode uh, until the end, and I also mentioned him literally once last episode. When I said there was also a man called Andronicus running around doing all sorts during this time, but I'm not going to get distracted by him. We're talking about Manuel this week. Well, equally, we're still not getting distracted by Andronicus this week, but we will next week, trust me. Fair enough. Oh, yes. But just know his family are getting involved with uh, the stepdaughter of Emperor Maria, Um, and things are starting to get tense. 
Uh, oh, by the way, meanwhile, Alexios the Emperor, nah, not doing much. Of course he's not. No, he's not. Anyway, one day, <laughs> soon before the Emperor and Alex were going to go for a celebration of a feast day, uh, a soldier approached the palace and confided with someone high up. He's, he's, got, he's got something on the lowdown to share. Psst. Yeah. Psst. Psst. And then after the toilet... I know something. Oh, yeah, there was a plot, Jamie. There was a plot. There's a plot! A plot to kill Alex. To kill Alex? Who? Alexios or Alex? Uh, Alex, not Alexios. No one cares about him. He's just the kid. And Yeah, he's the emperor, but he's not the power. Um, So there's a plot to kill Alex. It's none other than Manuel's daughter, the ringleader. (gasps) Yeah, names were given over. As you can imagine, Alex, not best pleased that people are plotting to kill him. So he rounded up the conspirators and put them in cells in the Great Palace. However, Manuel's daughter, Maria Comnena, uh, managed to escape captivity because she fled to the Hagia Sophia with her husband and claimed oh. sanctuary. But that means you can only stay there. Yeah, yeah. You can't leave. You, you, all you can do is pet the goats. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Fair enough. But better that than having your eyes removed, so... Yeah. Once in the Hagia Sophia, uh, a crowd gathered, partly because she was well-liked, she was the daughter of Manuel, uh, partly yes. because Alex wasn't particularly well-liked, uh, but yeah. mainly it was because Maria Comnena had started handing out copper coins to anyone who turned up. Or get attention. Yeah. Celebrity lifestyle. Public support, uh, who knows why, uh, soon swung behind her. Weird. Yeah, odd that. So, Alex got word of this, uh, realised the tide was turning against him, and sent word to Maria Comnena. How about an amnesty, he said. Let bygones be bygones. Honest. You come out, we'll say no more about it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Would would you do it? No. No, nor did she. Maria Comnena wasn't born yesterday. Uh, She was born uh, about 900 years ago, in fact. Uh, So, she just refused. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that, she said. Alex and the Empress then notched it up a gear. They got the Emperor to write to his elder half-sister. Remember, obviously, Alexios and uh, Maria Comnena yeah. were brother and sister, or half-brother and sister. Uh, the note said something along these lines, Come out, or I'll force you out. You can't do that. Well, exactly. Maria Comnena refused once more, thinking, You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure they couldn't do that, she hired a lot of large men to stand around, looking very <laughs> tough at the church doors. Fair enough. Yeah. Much to the annoyance of the patriarch at the time, apparently, who was worried that the great church was turning into a den of thieves. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> we were meant to be doing all the, the worshipping and stuff, and now it's just a siege. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a christening booked here this afternoon. Come on. Yeah. Well, over the next few days, tensions rose. The public, mostly on Maria's side, as in Maria Comnena's side, uh, started protesting. Uh, The protesting turned into rioting and attacking and the looting (laughs) of houses of the rich, deemed to be in league with Alex. Splendid. Alex apparently, and I quote here, clung to the palace apartments like an octopus clamping its suckers to a rock. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying uh, Nicetus. He's he's a bit floral with his his language. He is. It's quite great. figurative. I think uh, that's the first time we've had an octopus. I, I don't think we've this. had an octopus in a quote before. No, it's no, good. I'm quite happy with that. Uh, now, Alex feared that 
this was going to turn into a full-on coup here. Um, I'm losing control. So he ordered for Maria to be taken by force from the Hajj Sophia. Oh, that won't... Again, I quote, Not a few troops were assembled from both the eastern and western divisions and brought together into one camp at the Great Palace, and a reconnaissance was undertaken to determine an advantageous position, whence to launch an assault upon the church. Then the uh, soldiers of Alex apparently climbed onto the roof of the Hagia Sophia. The crumbling dodgy roof that's yeah, barely holding so, together. Yeah, just sort of yeah. shuffled past the goats. Like, <laughs> Just fed them a little bit more, because no one wants that dome to go down. You've got to keep them on the side. So they're on the roof. They also surrounded the building. So the Hajj Sophia one and truly surrounded her. Again, I'm quoting, The struggle was keenly contested, with the discharge of arrows and hotly disputed hand-to-hand combat. The moaning of the smitten and the cheering on of those spilling blood could be heard on both sides. Now, Nicetus goes on to say that this was a very evenly matched battle throughout the day. Fighting went on until almost night time. The Imperial troops had the upper hand, because they had the building completely surrounded. Uh, They got to the point where they almost were able to storm the church, when Maria's husband, the aforementioned Renard, led a last-ditch effort to break free. Mm. He gave a rousing speech first. We have the whole speech. It was quite long. And really rather dull. I don't think it was actually that rousing. It was no Theoden King of (laughs) Rohan, that's for sure. Right, no! No, no, it wasn't. In fact, I'll just quote one line from it. Reflect not that we are of the same race and religion, but look upon them first as enemies of God. So... Please, please ignore the fact that we're fighting people who look like us, speak the same languages. I mean, that is your brother over there, Jeff. Look, yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> so, what's his name again? Oh yes, Jeff. yes, Jeff. Of course. Right. Yeah. Well, just ignore that, and uh, just, just they're enemies of God. Go and fight the, them. The, the trouble is with all these big, long, rambling, four-hour speeches. You can't be spontaneous. It's like, quick, let's go. It's like, no, right, lads, no, stop, stop, stop. I prepared a speech. <laughs> Which approximately <laughs> 2% of you will now hear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, good acoustics in the Hajj Sphere, though. You never know, you might be able to... That's yeah. true. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably fit a couple of thousand in, I imagine, for a thing, so... Yeah, so maybe everyone heard that speech. Um, but yeah, I read the whole thing, and honestly, that was the, the most exciting line I could come up with. Really? Bloody hell. It was not a good speech. It was it was generally along the lines of, oh, they're so bad, they have no right to attack us, we're in the right, they're in the wrong. For for probably about ten minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah not You've good. said the same thing four times already. <laughs> this could have been an email. <laughs> anyway, uh, after the not particularly exciting speech, they rode out. Well, I say rode out, they stormed out, they weren't on horses. Coconuts oh. may have been involved, I don't know. Uh, but they stormed oh. out of the Hajj Sophia. Um, they did not manage to break free, but it was enough to cause the Imperial troops to halt their advance, so a stalemate ensued. Night fell, and the Patriarch used what political power he could scrape together to try and get the two sides to see reason. Namely, if they keep on like this, everyone would lose, because it's only so long we can keep this up before all the poor people in the city realise they could just start looting all of us. Yeah. Yeah, so uh oh. shall we agree to disagree? How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and by morning, it was agreed to disagree. Uh, that amnesty that was mentioned before, well, let's go for that then, shall we? Let's pretend none of this happened at all. We'll just get on with things how they were going before. Fair enough. Just everyone just awkwardly shuffles away then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's lots of whistling, checking of watch, doing that trot that you do when you miss the bus, that kind of yeah. thing. Like, yeah. the arm, they're about to stab somebody in the head, and it's like, right oh, big, big yawn. Tie big their yawn. shoe up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Everyone just tried to to get on with their life uh, really Maria Komlina and her husband left the Hajj Sophia under the promise that no you're not going to have your titles taken from you everything's fine honest <laughs> Alex however not happy at all he figured that he could have defeated Maria Komlina and her revolt and he felt like victory had been snatched away from him by the patriarch with his meddling so nice. he announced that the patriarch would be stripped from his position due to him helping Maria Komlina Maria then organised for the Patriarch to go and spend some time out of the city until tempers have cooled slightly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just pop along to your villa outside the city and uh, I'll sort you this can... out. I'll yeah. make it all go away. Yeah. Shh. yeah. Whilst the Patriarch was gone, Alex attempted to rally support to have the man de- deposed, but the support simply wasn't there. Yeah. I'll quote Nicetus again here. Then, against his will, the crooked serpent, unwinding his coils and swallowing down again the venom which he had prepared to vomit all over the saint, approved of the patriarch's return to his throne. That's not how venom works. You have to <laughs> inject venom. What an idiot. What an idiot. I am enjoying Nicetus, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a very bitter Alex who was forced to say, yes, the patriarch can come back. Um, well, yeah. By this point uh, his power had pretty much been stripped away. Uh, it just wasn't working anymore. Uh, people were starting to just not listen to him because they realised yeah. that what he said did not necessarily go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people start slowly, uh, or rapidly sorry, uh, fleeing the sinking ship. Uh, and then news came through. Manuel's cousin, the aforementioned very charismatic Andronicus Comnenos, yeah. was on his way to the capital, and he declared himself emperor. Oh. <laughs> mm. Alex sent a couple of generals out to meet Andronicus, and indeed they did meet him. They met him with a handshake, and a, how are you, Andronicus? <laughs> of course I'll be on your side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he then sent out a diplomat who would become the next patriarch, and he, he also just defected. Right. And then a revolt broke out in the city, and Andronicus' sons were released from prison. Remember I said Andronicus' sons were involved, and some people yeah. got arrested? Well, they were yeah. arrested. Uh, they were released. Huh. And soon after this, the soldiers in the palace arrested Alex and put him under guard. No. Isetus was happy about this. Oh, how the course of events is reversed, and sometimes is altered quicker than thought. He who yesterday initiated an undeclared war against the church. He who was insolent and self-willed and inordinately overproud, dragging the refugees thence in defiance of propriety. He who had countless throngs buzzing around him today is captive, without hearth or home, without follower, aid, saviour, or redeemer. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, um, oh, what's the actor's name? Charles Dance, is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's... I can that's imagine how, him saying that's that. That's how nice Etus was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Alex, uh, he's he's in under, under armed guard, house arrest. Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, not treated well. Uh, nope. He was forced 
to stay awake. We've not come well, across that can this drive one. You mad in eleven days. Oh yeah, yeah. We've not come across this one in our in our no. history yet, have we? Yeah, his guards um, just woke him up every time it looked like he was asleep. Just kept him awake. Uh, after several days, he was a bit of a state, as you can imagine. Yeah. He was put on a donkey, rode to the harbour. When he was put on a fishing boat, he was then sailed across the Bosphorus to Andronicus, who was waiting. Andronicus ordered Alex's eyes be removed. At least we we'll get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Andronicus moves into the city and takes over. Oh. A lot more on him next time, uh, but just know yeah. he's... Uh, He's getting on in years, but it's hard to tell, and he oozes charisma, apparently. It's just dripping. Yeah, dripping. Think, think very much Silver Fox here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got an image in my head. Who, who is it? Well, he's it's actually a, a weird YouTuber. He's um, He grows beards and stuff, and he talks about beard care. And he's got a lovely white beard and white, nice hair. And he's just okay. he's a Silver Fox. That's what I've got. I'll send you a picture later. Yeah, we put it, put it on put it on Twitter and Facebook yeah. um, for oh. next episode when yeah. know what he looks like. Yeah. But I know what you're thinking, Jamie. You're thinking, well, that might be Alex gone and that might be Andronicus now in power, but our episode's on Alexios too. What's he doing? Rob, I know that's uh, Alex gone and uh, Alexios in power, but what 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 or oh, Andronicus in power? Sorry, but what's Alexios two doing? This is his episode, isn't it? Uh, well, he's not doing very much. If we can believe Nicetus, uh, Alexios too loved to party and play games. Fortnite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex had controlled him in this way, and Andronicus just continued along the same vein. And I quote, Encouraging Emperor Alexios to devote himself to the chase and indulge in vain pursuits. Yeah. Um, Andronicus purged the palace of anyone who supported the child emperor. Um, when I say purge, I mean purge, by the way. Oh... Andronicus's episode's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll think that was cool, but at the same time be horrified all the way through. That's my feeling. The word massacre often is used. Oh, okay. Massacre of the Latins. Ooh. But okay. anyway, that's not this episode. We're no. There. Just wait, wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to Andronicus's episode, but by the way. Okay. Just, just so you know. Anyway, um, he builds up his power. Um, Maria Komnina and her husband uh, mysteriously die. <laughs> who, who knows how? <laughs> who, who could say? Yeah. We, uh, the Empress Maria was executed. Uh, obviously, you can't execute the mother of the Emperor without the Emperor himself signing the death warrant. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Alexios II was forced to sign his own mother's death warrant. Looking through the sources that we've got, it's hard to tell how much Alexios was physically forced to do this, or how much it was whispering in the ear had convinced him that it was a good thing to do. Uh, but Or we didn't know what he was signing. Oh, no, no, apparently you get the feeling he did. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll quote here. It was written as though with a drop of his mother's blood. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Alexios then was forced to declare that Andronicus was joint emperor. Yeah. yeah. Andronicus was crowned, and the next day he declared that Alexios was now second emperor. <laughs> and then one night shortly afterwards, three men entered the room of the young emperor with a bowstring. Oh. They wrapped it around the boy's neck. And... Wait. You, you, just before you carry on, you know my biggest fear is strangulation by bowstring. So... Is the next thing you're going to say he got strangled by a bowstring? 
Uh, no, peanut allergy finished him off in the end. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, huge coincidence. Ooh. He'd had yeah. he'd had a peanut butter sandwich earlier that day. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, see, so. see, you should have been warned. Yeah. They should have the nutritional values on his food. <laughs> they should. And I quote, When the corpse was taken up and brought to Andronicus, Andronicus kicked it in the side and mocked the parents of the dead youth as his body lay stretched out deriding the father as a perjurer and wantingly insulting his weak mother as a well-known harlot. He doesn't sound very nice. So, so you, you've got you, you've got Andronicus literally kicking the corpse of a child while shouting that his mother was a harlot. Yes, the same mother that he had had executed. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, Alexios II's head was hacked off and buried somewhere in the city, interestingly. In case he's a vampire. In sense. case he's a vampire. And the body was thrown into the sea. He was 14. Vampires can't swim. Oh, yeah, he was 14, 14 at the time. 14, yeah. And there you go. That's the end of Alexios II. Poor Alexios II. To be fair, I'm not quite sure where Alexios II began, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, and now we have Andronicus in charge, uh, who is obviously, as you've seen... Uh, has has a bit of a temper. Yep. Um, we've also said he oozes charisma. He was also a one with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's all next time. That is all okay. next time. It was very hard putting this very short episode together because I kept wanting to write about Andronicus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, next time. Uh, so there we go. Um, that right. that's Alexios too. Nice short episode to get us back into the swing of things. But yeah. now we need to rate him. Are you yeah. ready? Um, yeah. Let's go. Fightius Maximus. Zero. Yep. Aprovium Crazium. Zero. Yep. Successus Ultimus. Zero. Yep. Imagium Facius. Oh, can I, can, I, can I score this one? Yeah. Zero. Ah, uh, no, no, you can't, because you need to actually see what he looks oh. like. Because we've got an image. He will actually score in this round. I lost track of rounds. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> no, that, that was uh, Phytius Massimus, Approbium Crazium, Successus Ultimus, obviously oh. all zero. But Imagofacius, yeah. uh, he has a potential, sorry, I should say, to score in this round. Doesn't mean he definitely will. There you Robert go. Started screeching. Oh, ooh, ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. He so, looks like a cartoon. It's not good, is it? He, he, at the same time, looks like an old man and a child. Yeah, is there something slightly terrifying about that? He, he does look like either a baby that's been dressed up with makeup to look like an old man, or an old man dressed up with makeup to look like a baby. That's weird. He looks like someone who's simultaneously drinking down the pub, carling, and also in a nursery. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He's got a big round face, weird dead eyes, uh, a scru <laughs> scrunched up pouty mouth. Mm. Um, a weird hat, looks a bit like a tea, uh, tea, uh, tea cosy. Again, it's a drawing from a manuscript, um, uh, so it's, it's quite detailed, far more detailed than the average emperor gets. I kind of uh, like it actually. Oh, I don't know, I was going to say he doesn't benefit from the detail is what I was going to say. Because <laughs> Probably not. There's something very unlikable looking about him. <laughs> I don't want to be looks, mean, but he looks spoiled. He looks spoiled, and that is what you get through the sources. He liked he liked playing games. He liked eating and partying, yeah. uh, and he did not care about anything else. He was a spoiled brat who was murdered at the age of fourteen, which pretty much sums up his life. Mm. But we're not caring about his life. That image nope. right there. What would you score it? One, maybe two. I'm going one. 
I'll stick with one then. So that's 0 0.5. How long do you think that lasted? I'm guessing around four years. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Well, he's, he was 10 when he became emperor and died at 14, so... Uh, if you actually look into it, though, it's closer to three years, which I've rounded it to. Fair um, enough. So that gives him a score of 0 0.38, which gives him a total score of 0 0.88. We've had that score before. We have had that score before. But yeah. I couldn't tell you who. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not quite set up how I used to be set up, and I've not got that information to hand. Uh, but it's low. It's a low final score. It's 0 yeah. 0.88. The Common and I have been really good so far. I'd argue one of the best dynasties of all Roman history. There's only been three so far, but all of them got Gene Caesar. All of them did very well. The three of them reigned for 99 years, if you put it together. Wow. Um, and all of them were very successful. And then you get to the fourth Comnenae. Well, I mean, that does have to, that does mean we have to discuss the next... next well, yeah, great-grandfather, Gene Caesar. Grandfather, yeah. Gene Caesar. Father, Gene Caesar. The question remains... Do they have a certain Gene Caesar? Well, obviously not. No. No. No, that'd be ridiculous. Bad Alexios, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not his fault. It's really not his fault. I feel quite sorry for the the boy. Um, I mean, as I'm sure, as he was, you know, being strang. I mean, eating that peanut butter sandwich and bloating up like a blubberfish. That's why he looks so round in the manuscript. There we yes, go. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. But as, as I'm sure that was happening, he was thinking, oh, in a in a couple of in about a thousand years time. I really hope they don't go harsh on me. No, which in, is a shame. Because you'd like to grant someone's dying wish, wouldn't you? But, yeah, uh, but... unfortunately we can't. No. Yep. No. Well, there we go. Uh, short episode. But next one won't be short. No. Because there's, there's a lot to say about Andronicus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll be going through that. Um, so thank you very much for listening. And also, um, on a more personal note, a huge thank you to everyone who sent me messages of support over the last couple of months I've been overwhelmed with messages of support, so much so I know for a fact there will be some that I didn't get round to responding to, so if you sent a message and I didn't personally respond to you uh, this is my personal response, thank you uh, it, yeah, meant a lot so um, don't have much more to add to that apart from cheers right, but we're back now yeah, we are. Hopefully back up and running properly. Um, yep. Saying that, in about an episode or so's time, we will be announcing how we are restructuring the the release schedule, uh, uh, which I'm hoping some I, I'm hoping will cheer people up. Yeah. We're going to be doing some interesting things, so yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah. yeah, and don't forget when we release our new schedule, you can download us on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. What a segue! Yeah, that was good, and also. Uh, What's the one where our Roman episodes are on it? And lots of people use it, but our American one's not, and we're going to get it on. Amazon? No. Podbean? The, the music, the music one. Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Yeah. I forgot yes. about that. And don't forget we're on Spotify as well. Uh, at least this one is, and the American one will be soon, because we're going to sort that out. Wait. Yeah. It's literally just this, this flick of a button. This is not an effort. Excellent. Let's do that, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'd been gone for a while, so uh, the iTunes algorithms probably kind of kicked us out a bit. Uh, so if you could leave us a review, that would be hugely helpful. It would just uh, get things up and running again a bit for us, uh, yeah. which would be great. Okay, so until next time.
check the nutritional values on your peanut butter sandwich. It could end with your death. <laughs> I've heard they may contain nuts. <laughs> Actually, the legumes, but yeah, we'll go with nuts. Okay. Oh, oh, that's nerdy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cecil, Cecil, we've got a message from the Emperor. What? He needs a snack. Four pheasants. Four, four pheasants? It's two in the morning. I, I, I know, but I hear they're nocturnal. Uh, we don't have any pheasants. Uh, uh, I'll get the bread. You sort out the filling. Oh. Uh, what have we got? Jam? No. Marmalade? No. Check in the left drawer. I think What, the left drawer? Oh, what, the peanut butter? Yeah, that'll do. Oh, fine, fine. What's the worst that can happen? The next day. So we all agree when Nicetus asks, assassins with bowstrings, yeah? That is definitely what happened.